0: You're listening to More Mojo for Mums, the place to be to learn about bringing mindfulness, mindset and intention to your life now that you're a mum. My name's Naomi Wolfson, I'm a therapist, coach and a mum of two, Jasper who's four, Evie who's two. I hope you enjoy. Wow, the world has just changed, hasn't it? Like, this, I just keep thinking so much at the minute about... My grand telling me about what it felt like when the Second World War started, and you know, how she heard, how she felt about it, how it impacted the decisions that she made in terms of the life that she chose, the career that she chose. She decided, you know, she was in nursing, and this solidified what she was them to do the impact it had on the man that she married because she obviously the nurses were like bust to the uh, to the army barracks to entertain the soldiers so um I ended up marrying an RAF pilot. Um anyway I've just come off of a cool out and they are cool but it was basically the most beautiful coming together of women hosted by Amy Taylor Kabazz of Happy Mama and she brought us together and did the most beautiful powerful meditation imagining standing shoulder to shoulder with all of the women in the past during both of the world wars, and going even further back to that of when women have had to step up, rise up, and be the space holders, be the strong, powerful women coming together to help heal and support their families in times of trouble, and it's oh, it's absolutely beautiful. and she's organized a pop-up membership for mums for women at this time to bring us together. It starts on the twenty fourth of March, and for four weeks she's got guest speakers coming in, um including Great Northrup and um To talk about what we can do in this time, so to bring us together, to share techniques that we can use to help calm ourselves in this time, and then how we can rise up, what we can do. So she's bringing in experts to talk about, you know, how we interact with our children during self-isolation and homeschooling, what we can do to stay sane and look back at this time. Amazing quote from her podcast with Helen Joy Butler that we want to be able to look back at this time and feel proud of how we stepped up, how we responded in this time. So she's created this amazing community and um, online course just seems it just doesn't really explain the magnitude of it, basically bringing women together together. To help support and uplift people, and loads of people are donating their skills and time um, to this. It's um it's really cheap to join. It's thirty five quid for the month and twenty pence. Twenty percent of that is going to the Australian charity Lifeline. Um yes, so I have joined, and I've put the link in the Momojo for Mums chat group. So if you're interested, you can um check it. I'll put a link below in the show notes as well. I just wanted to share that at this time, it was so beautiful to be in that space and, and have this conversation with women that instead of focusing on the fear and the lack and the the panic, what if this is the call, our call to action? What if this is what's going to shape our world, shape our lives for the foreseeable future, at least if not forever? And the actions and the decisions we make now are going to have real impact not just on ourselves and our children, but the whole way the world interacts and exists, how it keeps running it is shown that the way that we that we live just isn't sustainable. The second something goes awry, everything goes to shit, and everybody panics and hoards toilet paper and rice, and pasta, and it's like, oh my god, and we're here in the UK, it feels like, you know, until the last few days, I felt quite distanced from all of this, like, this is something that's happening elsewhere, it's not happening to us yet, but we can feel it coming, and now things are dropping into place, that it's like, okay, so if this happens, you do this now, and that you know, the rules are coming in, self-isolation, is coming in, schools are beginning to close, restaurants are closed. Everything that has been happening elsewhere is now beginning to happen in the UK. And you know, email box is just full. We had five emails from the school yesterday just updating on what's happening in coronavirus. And it really feels like having a space, Having a community to be able to an online community, so especially in this time of self-isolation, where and they're calling it social distancing, whereas actually that's really the wrong phrase because we just need to physically distance ourselves to keep ourselves safe. But this is a time of of where social media, social interaction, really comes into its own. That we don't need to be alone. We don't need to isolate ourselves in this time. What we need to do is come together. Because the fear that we fear, the fear that has really been getting to me since Monday, when I kind of. Sunday was the first day that I kind of really allowed myself to kind of engage with the media and once I kind of opened that door like the floodgates came and then it's kind of it's just addictive it's like more and more and more and you're reading the same information time and time again but it's just yeah so I was like right okay I need to do something to to help myself here because I am just I am feeling the collective feeling Fear and the worry and the concern and the unknown, the uncertainty. And it's a very familiar feeling. It's a place that I have been to while I was going through infertility. It's just that unsettled feeling of uncertainty, that place where I have no control, I don't get to pick what happens. Stuff is happening to me around me. And I am part of it. I can't choose to step away and go, eh, no, not going to... I'm just... Denial. Denial. Bit denial. La, la, la. Nothing to do with me. Like, this is happening. But what I do have control over is how I choose to respond to this. And I can dive for full feet into the fear and the worry and the, oh, my fucking God, what is going to happen? Even if that's on the level of, like, what have we run out of loo paper? And what if my kids' school and preschool clothes, and I have to have them at home for four months? You know, we're not just talking about the fear of of our loved ones who maybe are vulnerable getting this and it being a a threat to their existence, to their well-being, we're talking about all the other threats that come to us, right down to like, what if we have to just eat those really dodgy looking, homemade pies, they've been in the bottom of the freezer now for at least a year and a half and nobody wants to eat. What if we have to eat those? Shit! Ah! You know, what if the library closes? What if everything closes and we literally have to stay in our house with a two-year-old and a four-year-old for a suspended period of time? You know, all of these thoughts are coming, all of these things are coming, and if I allow myself to... um just be swamped by them, then I just completely stall. My body goes into the freeze part of freeze, fight or flight. I can't take flight. That's the opposite of what's happening. There's nowhere I can, I can run to. Our home is the, is, you know, is the place that we're, we're already at. Um, that's the place that we go to. I, I don't know how to fight this. Um, I don't have any medical experience or anything I can kind of add to it in that sense. So I just freeze. And from that place, I have nothing to give. I have nothing to offer. I am just adding to the bleh that is the shitstorm that's going on. But once I get quiet, once I allow myself to just breathe and to just accept what's happening not accept it as in lie down and just take it and do nothing and feel overwhelmed by it to feel flattened by it but to just stop fighting what is because at the moment today there is stuff that I can do so I wrote a blog on techniques that can bring comfort and calm your body that also boost your immune system. I had that to offer. And until I really got quiet and really asked that question, it's like, well, what, what can I do? I had nothing to offer. And then I asked myself that question, I was like, well, this is, this is what I do. I'm writing a book at the moment about resilience, about bringing comfort in times of huge uncertainty. And that's in the context of infertility, but there's no difference. It's just a different outside event happening that we're responding to. So I realized I had a huge amount to give. And once I became aware of, once I shifted into that headspace of like, what can I do to help? How can I step up and and add? And then today, listen to I joined in on Amos Meditation and I was like, well, what can I do? I can share this. I can share this with you guys. This really helped me. I felt part of something. I felt a strength of coming together, of, you know, being able to completely reframe what is happening. Instead of freaking out and being, oh my God, what if I'm at home for four months with my kids you know whoa what like ah how am I gonna how am I gonna cope with that it's like you know I'm being asked to step up we're so lucky there's so many memes going out at the minute it's like our grandparents generation you know the war came and they were asked to step up and they were asked to go to war and kill their fellow man we are being asked to step up by sitting our asses down on that sofa and not hoarding toilet roll. You know, let's get things in perspective, people! And there's, with that comes such a huge amount of guilt of woe. Like, oh god, I've been freaking out about having your kids at home. Which is a totally valid concern. But if you look for solutions instead of looking just at the problem, then they come. So that was something that was a real because for me. I was like, "What? ow, what am I gonna do with them? And then as was part of Amy's returning home four week offering. She's bringing in experts who will talk about this and talk about how you can make homeschooling work for you when you haven't done it before. How you could turn this time into like the equivalent of a fourth trimester. So after you've, a fourth trimester, if you haven't heard of it before, is when a, a woman and her newborn baby will spend <clears throat> a few weeks or months just together, bonding together, being very small and quiet in, in where they go and who they see. And this is like a, you know, an enforced fourth trimester that we're going to be just us and our direct family at home together and instead of turning away from that and seeing it's something to be scared of what if we could turn towards it and say well you know we haven't, we haven't had this opportunity in the past to do this or well, we didn't have the inclination to do it how can we you know what are the silver linings what am I going to learn from this experience what can I teach my children from this experience who do I want to be during this time Because all of us are being asked to step up. And when we look back on this time, don't you want to look back and feel proud on how you stepped up? Proud of the decisions that you made? Because as soon as you decide that, the way you're looking at this whole situation changes. The decisions that you're making on a day-to-day basis, instead of coming from a place of fear where you're like, oh my god, I need to do an online shop now and order all the toilet paper and all the rice and all the pasta. And I don't even eat pasta, but I need to buy all the friggin' pasta. Instead of coming from that, that fear place of, oh, fucking hell, you I can mean, come from a place of strength. It's like, right, what do I need to do to best prepare myself emotionally, physically, spiritually for what's coming over the next few weeks and months? And it's not saying to ignore what's happening but it's saying to look at it from a just a shifted perspective and to tune in to sources and people that uplift and inspire you rather than scare the shit out of you. Because we can all switch on, we can, we can all go to Google and we can type in whatever we want Google to tell us. So if the particular fear we have, we can Google it and yes, Google can confirm we were right, that is something to be fucking scared of. Or we can go, right, whose opinion do I trust? Who do I turn to when I'm struggling? There's a lot of talk at the minute from psychologists saying that in times of trouble, we all default back to our usual coping strategy. So, not the strategy we use when we're in tip top health and mental well being, but the strategies that we, that we, that like our primitive strategies. So, for a lot of um, like my communities, we've been through infertility, you might default back to how you felt during infertility. So for me, that came very, very strongly on Monday. Very strongly that it was the the very same physical feeling in my body of uncertainty, of fear, of desperately wanting to know what was going to happen. Because even if I knew, and it was horrible. At least if I knew then I could prepare for it. That was the thing, that's how I felt during infertility and that's how I felt on Monday that I was like, whoa, shit. And then defaulted back, as like, what was my default during infertility? And it went very quickly through how it was before I learned about all the different mind-body techniques that really helped me, but sort of defaulted back through, you know, feelings of grief, like feeling denial, feeling anger, bargaining all of the you know all of the standard grief responses and then getting to a point of just dissolution where I was like oh my god everything is awful like ah but then I remembered I was like well hang on that's not me anymore I moved on from that place I learned ways to help comfort and soothe myself both my mind and body in the moment and then ways questions to ask myself to allow myself to rise up, to step up and to look at this, to reframe this. So yes, if there's certain, you know, this for a lot of us is triggering huge amounts of everything. All the shit maybe in the past that's just been there, tucked away in the bottom drawer. Don't need to deal with that right now. Then suddenly a crisis comes along, and we're not just dealing with the crisis; we're dealing with all the past baggage and shit that we have been tucking away for so long, and it all comes to the surface. But what if that was a good thing? What if this was the time you needed for so many businesses, especially you know small businesses, entrepreneurs who are saying like, "Whoa, okay." Um, My classes have been cancelled or I can't get any new clients at the moment because of social distancing, so, ah, what do I do? Oh, okay, I'll revamp my website and I'll get my accounts up to date and I'll, you know, I'll look at that new project I've been putting off for two years. You know, they're kind of doing, like, a massive spring clean of all the stuff that we don't have time for, usually. What if we did that emotionally as well and physically? What if we went, well, actually, I have been neglecting my... My diet for quite a while for now. Like, I, you know, I haven't been eating as many nutritious foods as I feel like I should. Maybe now is the time to really look at what I'm putting in my body and what I'm putting in the place of my children. You know, what about the, yeah, the emotional stuff that we always just put to one side? Maybe now is the time to deal with it, to let it come up. And even though that can feel petrifying maybe that's okay be aware actually just while i thought about that if you need additional support i am here like i know we're all dealing with a lot of stuff at the moment but this is my job this is what i do so be aware i am here and the more mojo for moms group is here use this space share in this space we have an amazing amazing community there use it um, yeah, so ask you to reframe what's going on and maybe just allow yourself to get still and just accept what is happening. Because in so many cases, maybe even argue every case, if we stop fighting what is, it's power over us, it's hold over us lessons. If we're fighting something, we are giving it so much attention, so much energy. And the second we stop fighting, and it can feel like a crescendo, it can feel like it is gonna overwhelm us and flatten us. But if we just allow it to be, just allow it to exist, then it lessens, it's power over us. lessens. And it's all of these things. That's what I'm writing about at the moment. Working on my book proposal. Deadline is week on Sunday, and it feels very bizarre at the moment to be to be working on that when I'm like, well, you know, whoa, there are other things maybe I should be doing. And then I was like, well, I'm I'm writing about resilience. I'm writing about comfort. I'm writing about how we can step up. And yeah, the context is different but it's the same message so maybe it's the perfect time to be writing about this as long as I'm sharing it now instead of it just being words on a page that I'm sending to a publisher to look at some point in the next few weeks I'm going to be sharing this with you guys sharing with my listeners feeling with the people in my groups because we need it now This isn't something to wait and hang on to in the future. All of this is available to us right now. So as always, talking to you guys has made me feel a lot better. I came out for a walk because I just I just couldn't work and I was just like, whoa, I am totally freaking out. And Luke was busy (laughs) stockpiling all the the paracetamol from like our house and the car and the various different medical kits, and counting the tablets to see, he was like, "We well, don't want to buy any more if we don't need it, because then we're just adding to the you know the panic buying. One of his friends couldn't buy cowpole for his kid who had chicken pox two days ago, because everyone's panic shopped The blooming cowpole it was like, "Well, I'm not buying anything else." If we don't need it, let's see what we've got in the house. Like, do we actually need any? Like, you know, if we do get sick, what have we got? So he's doing that, and it was such a kind of bizarre scenario. Like seeing your husband literally, you know, rat, you know those little tiny packets of um, You get like little one sachet portion, and we, you know, we've got them dotted about everywhere, like in the car, in various bags, in the suitcase, you know, for even when you need them. It's like stockpiling all of those. Like, where are they all? Let's count them. And it was very bizarre, and it kind of just brought it home. It was like, this, this is real. We may get sick. Like, and you know, we are all got immune systems, like, you know, we'll be fine. But it was still that. Oh, so yes. Hopefully my uh, woodland witterings have brought you comfort. Or maybe I've said something that inspires you to take action or look at something in a different way. Do so come and join More Mojo for Mum's chat group. And just reach out and ask if you want additional support. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, then please subscribe to this podcast and drop me a review or a star rating. Head over to moremojoformums.co.uk, pop your details in and I'll send you your three-minute reset button MP3 and video pack And this is a fantastic tool, which is a combination of mindfulness, hypnosis, NLP, CBT, EFT and acupressure that you can use whenever your kids are pressing your buttons and you just need to reset and get yourself back to calm. I will also send you an invitation to the More Mojo for Mums chat group on Facebook. A fantastic group of women who were all just supporting each other and holding ourselves up. So go visit moremojoformums.co.uk